This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, and it's available exclusively at BlueNile.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A Tuesday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group. We'll get to the Wiseman news here in a minute and some mailbag questions. But first, look, I talk a lot on this podcast, and it's usually just me for 20 or 30 minutes, five days a week. So sometimes I say something dumb, and you guys are friendly enough to let me know in my Twitter mentions. So yesterday, in talking about the MVP race, I said that Steph probably isn't in it because he's on a team with just an okay record. Uh, And then I said that Luka Doncic is in the race, despite the Mavericks being below 500. And as Eric Culberson wrote, as several others, how is Luka an MVP frontrunner on an 8-12 team, but a guy like Steph isn't with an 11-9 record, or even Damian Lillard with a 10-8 record? Okay, he's not. That was dumb. Luka is just a name that has been associated with the MVP race, and I let it slip. My bad. Right now, it seems like a three-player race between LeBron, Embiid, and Jokic. And now Steph is having an awesome year. He could absolutely get into that race if the Warriors start stringing together some wins and establish themselves as a top, I don't know, five or six seed. Uh, so let's just leave it there and and be done with it. So let's now get to the big news today that James Wiseman will be out at least a week with a sprained left wrist uh, that he suffered in Saturday's win over the Pistons. Wiseman got bumped while going up for an alley-oop attempt, he felt awkwardly on his wrist, and he was shaken up a bit after the play, but played the rest of the game. And then an MRI on Sunday revealed the sprain. So he'll be reevaluated in 7 to 10 days, which means he'll likely miss at least 5 games. Could be more. Uh, could be less. It's a setback for Wiseman, nonetheless, but it's, it's not anything major. Uh, but the bigger question is what the Warriors do at center while Wiseman is out. Because even missing a guy like James Wiseman, who has... No doubt struggled in an up-and-down rookie season, sometimes good, sometimes bad, but he is always, almost always, productive. And the Warriors need production. You can't overstate how badly they just need straight-up points and rebounds. And Wiseman at least gives them that, despite the inconsistencies on defense and and some of the the nuances of the game and those things. Uh, So they're going to miss him. They're going to miss him for these five-ish games. And it's not an easy five-game stretch. They play the Celtics tonight. They have Dallas two games in a row. They have San Antonio two games in a row. Those aren't those aren't easy games. And I go back to what I said before about Steph in that MVP case. Uh, look, if Steph wants to have any chance to that MVP race, the Warriors need to be a, five, a top five or six seed in the West, kind of uh, completely leapfrogging that play-in tournament. And James Wiseman being out is going to it's going to hurt them being able to string together some games, even though they're playing well as of late. A couple of straight wins here. But it's not its not a death knell. Look, they still have Kevon Looney. He's the starter, has been the starter the last four games. He's been playing really well in that unit. He'll probably see an uptick in minutes, as will Eric Paschal, right? Uh, you could see a lot more minutes of uh, Eric Paschal as a small ball center in some other lineups that could get a little interesting, maybe more... More of that with uh, Steph Curry. I think you may even see Draymond Green, now that he is getting into better playing shape, 
play some small ball center because he hasn't played any of it this year. He has, I don't think that he's played it for a single possession unless I'm forgetting something. So we could see some more of that. Uh, Steve Kerr mentioned that Juan Toscano Anderson will be activated uh, in these games so that he'll, he's not going to play center, but he'll play some power forward minutes for you, which could uh, help guys like uh, Pascal and Draymond Green uh, actually play some minutes at center. The other option, of course, is they have the disabled player exception, valued at around $9 million. What they could do with that is sign a player onto the roster who is a free agent or trade for a player on an expiring deal. Uh, And so I don't know that they would go so far as to trade, to make a trade for somebody who's going to be out for a small amount of time, small-ish amount of time, though an important amount of time. Um, But they could use the DPE on a free agent. The guy whose name is always out there is Dwayne Dedman. Thon Maker was recently waived. They could go after him. Of the two, I'd probably prefer Thon Maker. Younger, a little bit taller, maybe not as big as Deadman, but has been on an NBA team more recently. I think a little bit more upside there. Could stretch the floor like Dwayne Deadman can. I don't know. But I don't don't love either of those guys. I don't know which... which, And I say Thon Maker only because he's only more recently played... I don't know that he's head over heels better than Deadman. If, if the Warriors did really want to go down that route, I would imagine that they would have in-person workouts with both of those guys and then make a, a, a decision at that point. But, you know, I don't think that they would necessarily look to trade for a center, even though, you know, the Cavaliers, they have JaVale McGee. There's been rumors about several teams being interested in him. Could the Warriors, you know, pursue a reunion there? Obviously, whatever you lose with Wiseman, JaVale McGee could do some sort of impression of that as a rim roller uh, and shot blocker, but... Uh, you know, the other part of that is if they do want to go down that route, they'll have to make room. And the only guy on a non-guaranteed contract is Michael Mulder. And I talked about Michael Mulder, uh, and I will, I'm sorry, I'll talk about Michael Mulder here in a second when we open up the mailbag, but um, there, there's no plans on waiving him, even though he's on a non-guaranteed contract. So what they would have to do is probably find a way to get rid of Alan Smiley-Geach, whether or not that's dumping him on another team or just waving him outright. I don't know that there's another team being that would be willing to absorb him, so it would probably just mean waving Alan Smilagich, who, of course, is is set to go to Orlando to participate in the G League bubble. Now, he could still do that. The Warriors could waive him and then claim him off of waivers. Uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors could claim him off of waivers. And so he just would not be part of the 15-man Warriors roster. He'd be technically a free agent and free to sign anywhere, but based on what we've seen from Smiley Geach and some of the injury history there, I don't think that there's another one of the other 29 NBA teams would be ready to go ahead and, and scoop him up. So I think the Warriors could safely waive Smiley Geach and make room on the roster and keep Smiley Geach if they're that infatuated with his long-term upside. I don't think there's any risk in doing that. I just don't see another team trying to scoop him up. So they could go that route. The only downside to doing that would be you'd be eating the cost on Smiley Geach's guaranteed contract, about one, a little bit more than a million dollars. So uh, would Joe Lacob be willing to sign off on that in order to find an injury replacement kind of guy? I would assume you would try to, repl- you would try to sign that injury replacement player to a non-guaranteed deal so that you could freely waive that player later in case you wanted to, you know, when Wiseman comes back and that player might not have as much playing time, maybe you could kind of, you know, circle through some, uh, cycle through some players with that 15th roster spot, but that would be, to me, uh, an option if, if things really go south. That For now, the Warriors will 
test out this rotation tonight against Boston. Kevon Looney will be the starter. Eric Pascal will see plenty of minutes as a small ball five. I think we could see Draymond Green playing some small ball five. That is at least what I anticipate initially. And if it looks like they really, really need some help there fortifying that back line, then maybe at that point they explore doing something uh, as far as adding another player. Uh, like I said, the Warriors play the Celtics tonight. Make sure to tune in tomorrow morning for the postgame show. Uh, coming up next, I'll tell you why the Warriors are happy with Andrew Wiggins and could be reluctant to trade him. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. Super Bowl Sunday is this weekend. In my household, it is an absolute holiday. I know I do this Warriors podcast. I'm a big NBA guy. I love the NFL. In fact, the NFL is my first love. I love the Super Bowl. Uh, and and I love, more than anything, putting some money on the Super Bowl. These prop bets, some of these lines, you could do, I love the, the first half over-under, all these things. It just gets you invested in this game, especially for me, who grew up a Miami Dolphins fan, who hasn't had a rooting interest in the Super Bowl since uh, 1984 was the last time the Dolphins were in it. Uh, if you're a Niners fan, if you're a Raiders fan, you haven't gotten as long as a drought as I have, but your team isn't in it, and maybe you want to get invested. You want to be entertained. The only place to do it, is at betonline.ag. It's the one place that has you covered. It's the one place I trust to put some money on these games. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. Now's the time, by the way, to claim that 50% welcome bonus because that's going to give you a little bit extra cash to lay down. It's free money. Put it on like a crazy prop bet. You know, maybe, um, I don't know, put it on some sort of Kansas City defender scoring a defensive touchdown or, or, or something like that because the payouts on those are crazy and it's just free money. That's like some, one of those weird things that's just fun to root for during the game. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. As I sit here recording this episode, Sam Amick of The Athletic, along with Sham Strania, uh, reporting that Bradley Beal has so far expressed that he wants to remain with the Wizards and has not indicated that he prefers a trade per sources. This is from their tweet. Uh, Beal, however, feels frustrated for the portrayal of his situation in D.C. All right, so how does that relate to the Warriors? Well, obviously, they had been discussed as a potential Bradley Beal landing spot, and I have always thought that they have the best trade package for Beal. It would take a lot. Right? This is not a situation where, hey, you want Kelly Oubre and Kevon Looney, Eric Paschal, call it, call it even? No. It would take a lot to get Bradley Beal. It would take James Wiseman. It would take Minnesota's top three first-round pick. And it would probably take another of their first-round picks and probably some pick swaps down the line. But what Washington could get in that is not only a young uh, center with a ton of upside in Wiseman, but Minnesota's pick and then, of course, Washington is their own pick that is going to be really high this upcoming season. You've got now three first-round picks, basically, when you include Wiseman in that, in that situation. Three guys that you could potentially build around. You could, you could draft your next big three, right? That would, be, that would be the move, I think, for the Wizards to make. But the first part of getting there would be, I imagine, Bradley Beal demanding a trade. Now, they could still trade Beal and, without his consent, without him demanding a trade, right? 
They could still move on from him. He doesn't have a no-trade clause. If they decide that, hey, we've got Danny Advia, we've got some guys we like, blah, blah, blah. let's just rebuild this thing, let's, let's sell high on Bradley Beal now, because his stock is never going to be higher, and there is an arms race right now in the NBA. And if you really want to get that Warriors package, well, that might not be there next year when Klay Thompson comes back, and the Warriors might be a little bit less desperate. So I'm just saying, Washington, even if they are not totally inclined to move Bradley Beal now, and even if Bradley Beal has not demanded a trade as we sit here and talk, I would not rule out any sort of deal for Bradley Beal. I wouldn't. So that, that brings us to our mailbag. This one comes from Mid-Level Exception and writes in, Though Andrew Wiggins will always be overpaid, has his improvement with Golden State closed the gap enough to where Golden State would be very reluctant to use him as a matching salary unless it would for a direct upgrade at his position, for example, Paul George? Uh, look, the Warriors are very happy with Wiggins. They, he's settled into a complimentary role. He's shooting career-high percentages and defending at an all-pro level. At 25 years old, he's going to be 26 here pretty soon this month, there's still time for him to turn around his career from you know what was a disappointing five and a half seasons in Minnesota. Will he ever be worth a maximum contract? No, probably not. But he could be a borderline all-star. And if the Warriors actually give him the ball a little bit more, which I lobbied for uh, on Monday's episode, I think that they should... He's averaging uh, about 18 points per game now. If they could get him to fully average over 20 points per game, that's going to be huge in helping Steph Curry a bit. But... Uh, still, that doesn't – and so there's a, there's a long-term belief in Andrew Wiggins. When I talk to people in the Warriors' front office and they talk about their core going forward, Andrew Wiggins' name is always in that conversation. They always bring up Wiggins' name along with Steph, Draymond, and Clay, and Wiseman, by the way. They, they view this as the long-term core. Now, that's not to say if – uh, an opportunity to make a blockbuster deal for Bradley Beal, for, to use mid-level exceptions example, Paul George, for somebody out there who is an obvious upgrade. Of course, Bob Myers is going to explore that. It's his job to do so. But I don't believe that the Warriors are calling around the league with how well Wiggins has played lately and saying, hey, look, we turned him around. Look, we resuscitated his career. Trade for him now, please. What do you want for him? What can we make? What, what kind of deal can we make? The Warriors are not in, uh, they are right now, they are now not looking to shake up this thing in any major way. They are, I think they are comfortable with this core, with what it is going forward. This is the, that's their starting five. We know what it is when Clay Thompson comes back. You've got Eric Pascal coming off the bench. They like some of these other pieces that they have. They have these first round picks coming over from Minnesota uh, and, and their own. In 2021, potentially, if it doesn't move over to Oklahoma City, maybe they try to flip Kelly Oubre into some sort of asset. But they do have, right now, what they believe is a championship core, a championship-type foundation. Now, again, this Wiggins playing the way he has, and I believe that it is sustainable, is only going to help the Warriors if indeed a blockbuster opportunity comes along and now Wiggins isn't viewed as a negative asset, you don't have to pair a first-round pick with him in order to get off of his contract. He could be useful to another team and it might save you a pick or two uh, in that type of deal, right? That's where it's most useful. But no, right now the Warriors 
are not itching to move off of Andrew Wiggins. Uh, this comes from GSW Fanatic. I'm still hoping to find out if Justinian Jessup can join the Warriors after their Aussie season, uh, or can he get bought out if that's allowed, but it looks pretty obvious that we should want to see him here somehow. Your thoughts on the rules and the chances that he uh, that, that can happen. Uh, so technically, the Warriors could call Jessup over here at any point. Uh, there would be some hoops to jump through, but it is possible. Now, I, I've talked to some people uh, in that front office. It's highly unlikely. Jessup uh, in Golden State wouldn't get nearly as much playing time as he's getting right now in the NBL. And the Warriors drafted him uh, because they like his shooting, because they like his potential two-way ability, but moreover because he agreed that he'd play overseas for a season. This was a team that knew that they had a numbers crunch on the roster. They knew that if they wanted to use that draft pick on a player, that that player would have to, uh, one of their two second-round picks, one of them would have to play overseas. One of them would have to agree to a, a, a draft and staff type of situation. Justin and Jessup agreed to that. And so that was a really big reason why the Warriors drafted him in the first place. Uh, so the strategy long-term is to let him develop in the NBL, where he is getting significant minutes. Because if you bring him over here, he's not playing for you. He's just going to sit on the bench. And that doesn't serve his development at all. So there's a long-term developmental plan for, Jess for Jessup. Let him develop in the NBL. Let him play 20, 30 minutes a night. Let him get better over there. And then next year, you could potentially bring him over because this is key here. Brad Wanamaker, Kent Bazemore, Damian Lee, Michael Mulder, Kelly Oubre, all free agents this coming summer. They're not all coming back. Some of them will. They're not all coming back. And you're going to need to find ways to replace some of those spots. Justinian Jessup could be an option. It's, by the way, a reason that Jordan Poole is in the G League and why they picked up his third-year option because you just don't want to be that left in a lurch. You don't want to be uh, that dependent on free agency and the draft to fill out the rest of your roster. You want to get some institutional knowledge there. You want to have guys who has de have developed in your system. You don't want to be doing this every single year where, hey, here's what it is to play alongside Steph. Hey, here's what it is to play within Steve, Co Steve Kerr's motion offense. You don't want to be teaching new like half the roster that every single season, especially in that backcourt, by the way. So that's why you bring guys, that's why you keep guys, that's why you develop guys, and the Warriors right now are just developing this farm system that they didn't have during the dynasty years. That includes Jordan Poole, that includes Justinian Jessup, that includes guys like Michael Mulder and Damian Lee, who we've seen come over uh, and get promoted to that roster. And and so uh, they, they've been now, the Warriors now have options. But for Jessup in, in particular, next year. Think about next year. Not guaranteed, but think about next year for Jessup. Speaking of next season, will Kelly Oubre be back? He probably won't. I'll tell you why. But first, let's talk about Rock Auto. With an ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it can be impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, especially now while you might not be able to visit a traditional store. So do it easily online at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicles and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low without the markup that you find at chain stores. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. 
East meets West in Locked On NBA Tuesdays. Me and David Ramil, the host of Locked On Heat, tackle the biggest stories from the NBA of the day, coast to coast. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get podcasts. Our final mailbag question comes from Bud, who writes in, What are the odds of Kelly Oubre being back next year? If he improves his dubs fit, he'll be expensive. If he doesn't, we don't want him. Do you expect a trade to convert him to a longer-term asset? Uh, Bud, I think you nailed the reasoning here. If Kelly Oubre uh, plays really well and improves this fit and he learns to play alongside Steph Curry and his numbers uh, get better and all these things, he's going to be really expensive. And this is a team, and and this is a team that's going to have Clay Thompson coming back, and Kelly Oubre won't be able to be in that starting lineup. And do you really want to pay a guy what it will cost for Kelly Oubre, who's playing well, to come off the bench for you? Now, a lot of people have argued, well, you paid Andre Iguodala that much. Well, yeah, they did, but they weren't paying Clay Thompson thirty plus million a year. Uh, for a lot of those years, Steph Curry wasn't the highest paid player in the NBA. You weren't paying Draymond Green twenty plus million dollars a year. And so you were able to pay a guy like Andre Iguodala $16 million to come off the bench, $17 million to come off the bench. Can't do that anymore. You just can't. Look, maybe, look, if Joe Lacob wants to, he absolutely can. I just don't expect that he will, right? And so the other part of that too is, well, if he doesn't play all that well and he's cheap, do you want him back in the first place? Because the fit is just clunky. And I think the Warriors could allocate those resources elsewhere. So I... There's a chance that Oubre comes back. There's a chance where he just, there's this perfect middle ground, or maybe he plays well and he's willing to take a lot less. Uh, he doesn't, sh- I, I don't, uh, you never want to bet on something like that happening. So this is a marriage of convenience, and that's okay. But if the fit doesn't get to where it is that the Warriors need it to be, it would not surprise me if they ended up trying to move Kelly Oubre at some point this season. Good player, Kelly Oubre. Good player. Valuable player to this defense. He is a guy that they threw at LeBron James, and I thought he actually did a good job. You can't replace that. That is why, by the way, he is still in the starting lineup despite all the struggles offensively and with his shooting is because you can't put Damian Lee or Michael Mulder on LeBron James, and you can't just have Andrew Wiggins being the only guy who is a capable wing defender in that group, right? You can't do that. And the Warriors' mission statement this year has been, let's be a top-10 defense. And in keeping with that mission statement, you start Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins, and now you've got four-plus defenders with Kevon Looney starting around Steph. That's the formula. That's what they're going after. Now, they need to find ways to juice this offense, kind of grease the wheels, uh, but I I still believe that they will stick to what the goal is, and that is to be a top-10 defense, understanding that probably offensively, even if you do make some lineup changes, there's no getting a top-10 offense out of this group, uh, Kelly Oubre on the bench or not. That said, they could try to trade him because he is going to be a free agent after this year. They probably are going to lose him. And they did trade uh, a top 20 protected pick in 2021 for him. And that would convey to a second round pick later on if it doesn't convey in, in 2021. But if they lose that asset and Kelly Oubre walks away, uh, that's, not a, that's not the best uh, use of your asset, right? That's not the best use of your first round pick, just a, for, a, a rental. So if you can help it then I do think that the Warriors could try to move Oubre along, maybe get somebody under a long-term deal who, at least under next season, is under contract, and it's probably a better fit. Uh, Hopefully you can get both out of that same player. I know there's been conversation around Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is, I think, a better fit for this Warriors team. Um, He's he's a, a defender with upside like Kelly Oubre is. 
He str- has struggled from three-point range like Oubre has, but has flashed the ability to make three-pointers for the balance of a regular season like Kelly Oubre did last year, um, but provides a lot more playmaking and sort of just innate basketball feel than I think Oubre does, even if Oubre is the better scorer in a vacuum, right? I just think Lonzo would just be the better fit there because of his passing and playmaking ability. Uh, but he's still a free agent after this year. Could you bring him back? I don't know. So maybe there's another option out there who is under contract longer term, or if it's a guy like Lonzo Ball, maybe you'd be more willing to sort of foot the bill if you're Joe Lakeup because he's a better fit. So these are questions that Joe Lakeup and Bob Myers and, and even Steve Kerr, who has input on personnel, will have to figure out going forward. The trade deadline is in March. That'll do it for today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. I'll see you here tomorrow morning for the post-game show after Warriors-Celtics.